0: Welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rolison, also known as T-Roll. And tonight I'm joined by my very good friends. First of all, we got Anthony Amato, the one and only Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. And we also got T-Sweat in the building, Tyler Sweat. We do not have Justin Sandoval with us. He is uh, with his family because he and his wife just had their third child Congrats to you, Justin. We know that you're listening because you are indeed the biggest fan of the podcast. Um, so we know you'll be listening to this. We miss you, buddy. Hope to see you soon. I'll believe it when I see it. Anyways, um, how are you two boys doing?
1: Doing great. So glad to be here. Um, already had a fun night so far and uh, looking forward to getting into this conversation for sure.
2: Yeah, Um. Yeah. ready to just you know, talk about this ridiculous show that we've been watching through so far and you know glad that we're heading into the weekend so you know it was nice
0: Mm. big big emphasis on ridiculous (laughs) it's an understatement really so (laughs) we um here in a little bit we will be doing a review we'll we'll have a fun discussion about the peacemaker show that is on hbo max um (laughs) lots to talk about before we start though just want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in We really appreciate you guys. We want to ask you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Please leave a review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. It really helps us to get uh, new listeners and to grow our fan base. And really the best way you can help us by uh, – the best thing you can do to help us is actually to just share this podcast with another friend or family member. That would be super duper cool. So, um yeah, anyways, with all that in mind, fellas, what if we uh, talked about Peacemaker? So this show is coming off of the um, Suicide Squad movie, the second one, but that's, you know, the relaunch. The Suicide Squad. Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah, did, right. did I say the Suicide Squad? Well, you
1: said it was coming off of the, the Suicide Squad. But you're but right. There I, is, didn't,
0: I didn't emphasize it. You're right. There's a Suicide Squad. This yeah. is the. The Suicide Squad. This is the Super... Su- Suicide Squad, super, the super duper, <laughs> super duper Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, what if we just do this? So HBO Max dropped three freaking episodes last week on Thursday, and we there was, we just didn't have time to.
1: Yeah, that was that was wild. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, we've been getting some of these drops where it's like two episodes, which I appreciate because you know I I enjoy a good binge session. Um, you know, but I'm glad that that the current kind of streaming. Pattern is to, to kind of give us a little bit of the time, you know, so we don't just you know blow the whole thing at the beginning and then now we have nothing to watch. Yeah. For. It so, also makes it
2: better for people like us, podcasters. Yeah, yes. you know. Yes. You know. Yeah, but three episodes is a lot to drop at one time. Yeah,
0: they were not thinking of the podcast community when they <laughs> dropped. Three no. episodes, which
2: are all kind of long, like
0: they're yeah, you know, 40 yeah. minutes, pa- yeah, 48 JFA. minutes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. would be a traditional network hour long right there. Yeah,
0: man. So we, we could not review episodes one through three last week. We apologize for that. So we're just going to kind of briefly kind of talk about what we think of the series as a whole so far um, at the beginning of this discussion here. And then we'll kind of turn uh, this to a full discussion and review of episode four. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you guys, uh, we, we, it's pretty obnoxious.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> um. So, like, I, I think one of the most interesting parts is just how, I, I think a lot of people have l- looked at the opening seek, the opening title sequence as like this just ridiculous over the top title sequence, but I think it's actually a fantastic you know, representation of what the show is actually going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like, in its own in its own right, it's a kind of underhanded way of showing you, like, this show is going to be over the top. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to do, it's going to be kind of weird. It's going to be like an 80s hairband where you're just going to be, like, you know, you know, just, like, the craziest stuff that you're going to see. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's actually a great representation of what the show is, at, e- even without being, like, explicitly showing that. Yeah, I I've been really
1: interested to see the direction that DC's taking with some of these these projects and of course you know James Gunn kind of uh, leading the charge with yeah. these kind of over the top a little bit well I'd say a little bit a lot of bit on the vulgar kind of uh, just not no holds barred yeah. um, and so it's really interesting kind of you know, holding up the the microscope to to Marvel and to DC and the directions they are going with stuff like this um, you know I it's it definitely I' it's it it it's coming across to me as at least refreshing. They're not trying to just hash out like old, you know, superhero trope stuff. They're trying to at least do something new yeah. or something that's not being done currently. Um, yeah. In yeah. other spaces.
0: Uh, that's that's good. I think it's super raunchy. Yes. Super <laughs> yeah. Super. So I said it's a, a lot of bits. Super violent, super vulgar, mm-hmm. super inappropriate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think that if I wasn't a podcaster, I, w- I probably wouldn't watch it, mm. to be honest <laughs> with you. Mm. yeah. But I It's, do it's think, been hard sometimes. So it obviously. is. It really is. But I yeah. do think – I think you're right, Sweat. I mean, they realize – and to their credit, I will say, DC, to their credit, like, they're not going to be able – like, if, if all of their – how should I say this? If all of their series that mm-hmm. they did and all their movies that they did moving forward had the same energy as, like – Aquaman and even even Man of Steel, where yeah. it's just like a typical superhero movie or yeah. show. Yeah, it just they just don't do those things well, yeah. <laughs> or they don't do them mm. as good as Marvel. Yeah, well, I think uh,
1: they've had they have their characters that perform well because they're everyone's favorites. Like the, you can keep throwing Batman movies out every you know few yeah. years. No.
0: You can't because I, you, mm, okay. well, no, because you okay. do Ben Affleck and then it, it flops. Is my point. Mm. So it's not that simple. Sure, sure. you know, like well, I never Superman.
1: Is that, oh, but to my, I think to get into that, I think they tried to do something more Marvel esque. They tried to do they tried to throw together the Justice League, which kind of gave I think I think Ben Affleck actually could have done a phenomenal job, uh, but the like the forced kind of they're trying to throw this like big team together, which Marvel built over ten years. They try to do it in, like, two or three. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, yeah, I, I would disagree with that. I would say I think, you know, given, like, their their record of doing things like, um, you know, Dark Knight series, I think this upcoming Batman movie is going to be great um, that they've got coming up. So I think they could still do that stuff well. I think they just tried too hard with that. man. Like, Man of Steel was good, in my opinion. Here's my point. Yeah, If, piece, if Peacemaker this is was – not about them.
0: <laughs> No, no. If Peacemaker was typical, like, superhero, like, yeah. feel-good – Man of Steel kind of show, right. I don't think anybody would would really care. Pay attention, yeah. yeah. So to their credit, sure. I'm, I'm really trying to give DC credit, guys. Yeah. Okay, I'm okay. the guy that's really critical. I'm trying. Justin, to give them credit. in your honor. <laughs> I know, Justin, in your honor. I'm trying to give them credit. <laughs> they said, okay, you know what? Yeah. We're just gonna go balls to the walls, crazy, <laughs> and we're gonna make this show Peacemaker, yeah. Yeah. like just as crazy as the Suicide Squad, yeah. And uh, again, I think there's a lot of people who are gonna love this show. Yeah, a lot of people who do
2: yeah I think it's really interesting them trying they're finally getting out of their own like bubble in a lot of ways like they're they're finally taking artistic and you know directoral um like leaps and chances. I feel like what they were trying to do in the earlier twenty tens is they were trying to stay in the box and you know, just you know, stay in their lane, make their money. Whereas I think now they're actually trying to do things that are, you know, a little bit more risky and it is so far paying off, in my opinion, in the sense of, you know, people are watching it and they are enjoying it because they are seeing something that, you know, is obviously a little bit different and, you know, definitely a risk in the, in the market, you know.
0: I just, um, I, I really enjoy it so far. I think it's funny. It's really yeah. funny. Um, but again, like the the type of, <clears throat> excuse me, the type of energy uh, that this show has, like, I just, I think it really works for John Cena's Peacemaker that we mm-hmm. got introduced to in The Suicide Squad. Yeah. And yeah. it really works for The Suicide Squad, right? Anything that James Gunn puts his hands to, it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, for example, when the Batman comes out with Robert Pattinson, it's going to be dark as well. Like, this is dark. Like, there's things about this show that are dark, but it's yep. dark in a mm. fun kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. The Batman and a lot of other DC products that do well are dark in a dark kind of way. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> sense sense. Yeah. Yeah, in a sense of lighting. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense of lighting. Like, literally, I can't see. Yeah, I saw that meme. That was really good. Mm. Uh, but no, man, uh, just, just keeping it to Peacemaker. Man, I think John Cena's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I love how insecure he is. I mean, he is yes. remarkably insecure. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's a great, you know, they're building – it's a great storyline that they're building with, the, with his insecurity and yep. his relationship with his father yes. and how that affects his relationships with his current team um, as they're going with, like, does he – in moments where he has almost too much trust in them because he's trying to put, um, like, he just feels like he needs to connect – with people and have mm. approval from people, right?
1: It's coloring in kind of just like the cocky a hole that we met in the Suicide yeah. Squad, and we're actually just kind of peeling back the layers of the onion. Yeah. You know, like we're, wh- we're why is he like that? Right? Yes. yes. It's it, it, and I think the way that they're doing that is has been great, and really, I, I've been impressed with John Cena, like his his acting ability, yeah. like the way he's kind of carrying that the daddy issues and yeah. trying to like overcome whatever it is you know like the internal struggle that he's got going on obviously outside he's this like big built just like hulk of a (laughs) shiny you know headed hulk of a man uh but i'd love the balance that they're striking there and and what a terrible dad he has oh my gosh let's (laughs) talk about his
0: dad (laughs) yes oh oh my gosh adrian right augie
2: augie yeah Augie. Yes. um, Yeah. um, Adrian is is vigilante. Okay. Sorry. So um, anyway. So yes. His dad is his dad is just like this insane person, um, you know, who raised him to be basically this human weapon, and it's just he's just a a ridiculous human being, and you know, the way he talks to him, like crap. He's a piece of crap. He really (laughs) is. He really is. And it's like it makes no sense. Like the things that he says to him, and you can tell like how much he (laughs) hurts. with everything that he's saying, but it makes no sense. Right. Like Especially he'll talk about like physical stuff or like stuff, you know, all these, you know, you're weak and you know, like this stuff and you're literally looking at John Cena and you're like, (laughs) may maybe the most ripped person like outside of like bodybuilders on the planet and like, (laughs) like just how he turns into in, in, in getting back to John Cena and the way he's been acting is like, you can see him almost like reverting to like this childhood character when he's around mm-hmm. his father. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. for sure. So it, it's really awesome. And even like the scenes when he's in, when he's in the trailer, like those are some of the most, I, I know they're kind of like sometimes some more like subtle scenes, but you're just seeing this, like, cause that's like his one space where he can be himself. Mm. Um, And you're just seeing this, like, completely vulnerable person That's when he's in the trailer in, in all these scenes. So it's very interesting when you're seeing all that kind of uh, stuff play out.
1: I was going to mention with his dad, so isn't it that like he used to bear the mantle of Peacemaker and then it was something he passed on to his son? Or was that... No, he was white.
2: He was literally a character white called White Dragon. White Dragon. Okay. Dragon.
1: So I didn't know if it was like something he was the the Peacemaker <laughs> thing but then he had the White Dragon no. persona that was like the incredibly racist,
0: you know... The, oh, I, and, oh gosh. and dude, here's the thing. Not just racist, mm. like, like it's I white be, supremacist. I shouldn't be laughing at this, but yeah. again, the the way the show portrays him, it really is. It's so bad to say. What it's, uh, yeah. it's it's funny because it's so extreme. It's, it's yeah, so over it's the extreme. top. It's it is so over the top, top yeah. that it's almost like yeah. it, it. It only makes sense to laugh at it because yeah. that's like, how yeah.
2: crazy it is. Pretty much, if you yeah. can think of something that would be offensive to a person or a group of people he will do it or say it. Right. You know, that's the kind of, like, role that he plays in that, you know. Yeah, and something I've thought, too, like,
1: it's interesting that this show is happening right now, given all of the just, like, PC, you know. And I, I think it's almost like I'm making fun of, like, really serious issues, but yeah. like pinning it to like, this guy's a jerk and a terrible yeah. person. Oh yeah, also he's an incredible racist. And then John Cena, the Peacemaker, you know, his character is like, no, I, I've killed as many white people. I, I, yeah, I'll that kill was funny. i killed more funny. white people. A fair amount of white people. A fair yeah. amount of white <laughs> people. Oh, and I, like the whole time you're kind of like cringing, but laughing and it's just, it's a mix of all that. And I love it. Well,
2: I think it also creates an interesting situation where you're seeing, you, you, you have, it's creating such an extreme with his father yeah. that it's pushing him towards the hero side more, Peacemaker. Right. Uh, Because, you know, he's filling all this space for how it is to be this terrible person so that, you know, just this idea of Peacemaker is obviously a better person by comparison. Mm -hmm. So, like, you have this person that is this, you know, that is this obvious person that's pushing this character to be more likable, which is important because Peacemaker is... You know, has is a very flawed character in his own right,
1: and we've just we've just come off of a movie where we hate him, right? Where he's like he turns us all off to like to his you know because he is the way he is, and then now we have to all of a sudden love him. One thing I did want to mention about the actor. Who plays the dad? His name's Robert Patrick. Yeah. Um, he, also played, he also played the dad in Walk the Line, the story of uh, Johnny Cash. And there's an interesting parallel in this. Is just real quick, I wanna bring this up. So, recently, or in the most recent episodes, we're seeing the story play out of, of Peacemaker and his brother. And like it was almost like the wrong brother died. Yeah. And that was very similar to the Johnny Cash story where the dad didn't like uh, Johnny, you know, and uh, like he was the wrong brother died scenario. So, he's always this jerk dad that just like, has one of the sons dies and he just just messes with and, and picks yeah. on the other son. Yeah, that's awesome. He's also T one
2: thousand in Terminator
0: two. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So here is what watching DC properties is going to do to us, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I'm about to reference one of the things that um, that he said that he says to Peacemaker that is that Peacemaker's dad says to him, mm. Augie, You said the White Dragon. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to I'm about to literally say what he, one of the things he said to him and it's and it should be it should be so it's so dark that it should make mm. me cringe but all I'm doing is laughing as i think about it mm. and he says when when he was born that he should have slit his throat then yes. yeah like, like think of how dark that is and look at us yes, laughing at it i know it. <laughs> like it is going to take yeah. i think oh, i think no. if i think if the world watches shows like this mm-hmm. it's just going to make people so like Dark and cynical, it's like desensitizing. Yes, kinda, like, it is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. But as long as we have um, funny people in it, mm, yep. then who cares, right? <laughs> Why don't we talk about the team? So burn yep. yep. is the kind of uh, the master on the case. He's yes. the director here, um, and then he's he's got economists Harcourt and Leota. Yes. Uh, such a ragtag group, man. Yep. Um, this just. It just feel, and I, I do want to talk about vigilante, but we're going to save him, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Of course, naturally. <laughs> um. But this original team, is such a weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird dama- dynamic. Dynamic. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, I, I think Leota is a very interesting character. I think she's dealing. There, there's a couple different things that she do, she that she's been dealing with in the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, they're dealing with the whole like. We find out, of course, that she is Amanda Wallace's daughter. Yep. So um, I I think it's very interesting to see, you know, her relationship in the team and seeing how what her mother thinks she should be, what she thinks she should be. And I I think one of the more, you know, I think she's dealing a lot with that, you know, does she fit into this world? I think that's very important because I think Mm. she's. The way, the way she set up, um, she obviously has the skills to be in this world, yeah. but yeah. she may not have the heart or or, or the, the mind lack of to heart. be, or the lack of heart, yes, to be in this world. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting to see how the, these moments where, you know, in, in here and especially when they, they the, the rest of the team talks about Amanda Waller. I think that's mm-hmm. very important to her, her own knowledge of what is going on because she is seeing, like, I'm not sure 100% if she believes what they are saying yet about Amanda Waller. Yeah. So I think that's very important is she has to come to that point where either she's going to believe what they say about Amanda Waller or she's mm. not going to believe it. And it will drastically affect the way that she reacts. Mm-hmm. And I think it will help inform her own decision about how she feels about herself. Like, you know, if she goes to that side of, you know, believing what they're saying about Man- Waller about being heartless and just throwing lives away, she may see this as a, like, a, like a job that's like, it you know, she doesn't want to do. Like, this is, I mean, she's already seeing a lot of the negatives of it, but, like, if she associates, if she finally, like, really sees who her mother is and, yeah, it could really you know affect the way that she feels about the team as a whole. Well, uh,
1: you guys correct me on this if I'm wrong. I, it seemed like in the the conversation where we we find out that Amanda Wallace, her mother, yeah, uh, that kind of Skype call where she's trying to like say you know you're, you're in this you kind of it seemed like she kind of had a a secret kind of submission that we don't know about. She it. does. Yes. Okay. Um, and that's what I, I that was kind of an interesting, another level that I was like, okay, so she's not only balancing the like, uh, you know, who who her mother is, does she even fit into what's going on? But like, um, I'm interested to see the kind of what those, that extra little layer is, yeah. you know, her, her kind of side. Because, because of side course, mission. it's
2: Amanda Waller. There's always an ulterior motive. Yeah. And uh, some other kind of angle
1: that yes. uh, she's working. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and so, like, I think she she's going to be a really interesting play out. Um, you know, and, you know, I think hardcore is kind of the traditional, like, you know, hard woman who is trying to prove that she belongs type of situation. Like, yeah. so she doesn't have any sort of, like, you know, any sort of a soft side at all. So she's trying to create that, you know, persona in this, you know, in this team. And Economist is kind of, you know, the <laughs> traditional, um, you know, He's man in the chair. He's, he's the guy on the chair. He's exactly. the man in the chair. He's also partially comedic relief, as you know. Steve A. G is a very you know accomplished comedian in his own right. Yeah. So um, you know, so it's interesting seeing him play that play that out. So it definitely you know seeing some interesting stuff playing out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The dynamic of the the team and that when they're in their HQ and when they're all working together, it, it's it's just really funny. Um, all right, hands down though. The greatest character in this show, in my mind, is Vigilante. Yeah. (laughs) Vigilante makes this show like totally watchable for me. Like, if Mm. if I was, if if, if there was ever a point where I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore, once Vigilante comes on the screen, I'm like, I can't, I can't look away.
1: Yeah. Like, (laughs) his like portrayal of the like the kid sidekick is (laughs) impact, like, it balances out like those other characters that are just like, you know, either like these hardcore, just yeah. like agent types, and then you know, of course, Peacemaker's doing his own is like the main guy, and then just the the level of humor. Oh, and so funny. The, the like the jovialness, I guess I don't know the best word to describe it, but like his whole personality is yeah. fantastic. His lack Stands of out.
2: perspective is like yeah, yeah. Is, is is like his driving force in this. It's like yeah. it, it, it's. To me, it's basically, and, and they even mention it at some point. At one point, where like it, it's it's legitimately like he's just playing D and D in his mind. Uh, oh yeah, like like he's he's detached in a way.
1: And does he does he have powers, or
0: is he just? I don't know, but he could kick I don't, ass. That was my play. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah, uh, he, I, I feel like he just is. I have not seen anything that looks like he has any powers, and I don't know if he has any powers. But it seems like he's just a dude who's just like. Willing to just, you know, throw himself out there. And I, I mm-hmm. legitimately yeah. just think he, in his mind, he's almost, like, in a D&D campaign. Yeah. Like, he, he puts on the suit, <laughs> and he is... It's amazing. He he, he is when he's, vigilante. When, yeah. he's,
0: when he's tied up, and the, the senator is, like, trying to cut his toe off, his pinky <laughs> yeah. toe, and he's like, well, I want to come off. He's like, it's just the the common yeah. relief. He's yeah. like, because you got dull-ass blades, he's man. A- <laughs> he's like, sharpen your blades.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Invested in your, yeah, your your torture, torture tools. Torture
0: tools, torture tools. Oh my gosh, dude, it's good. He is vigilante is so good, man. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <clears throat> oh, so I'm really glad. Um, I'm really glad he's in it. And just again, everyone in this show is just funny, and it's yeah. everything's way over the top. Oh, everything. Yeah, everything so, turned up to eleven. Okay, why don't we talk specifically about episode four? Yeah, which yeah. is. Um, <laughs> Wonderfully titled, The Chode Less Traveled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> um, yeah, so where does where does it pick up again? Um, yeah, right so after?
2: Yeah. Uh, I think it's important to, you know, before we really deep, deep in dive into the episode, is just kind of do a basic overview of, like, the it. butterflies. No. So, oh, yeah. So, right. That's right. so, basically, he's supposed to be hunting, Peacemaker's supposed to be hunting down these, these um, creatures called butterflies, which are, as we see on a map, Potential butterflies, literally everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Um, and at the end, by, by the time we're working through it, we've seen that he they've infested a uh, a senator's family, or you know they are the senator's family. It's kind of they have been ambiguous up to this point about you know whether they are a like a parasite or if they are um, you know if they're just, just humanoid hosts. aliens, yeah, humanoid or, aliens or whatever. Yeah. In this, in the especially in the third episode, we get to, we get our first real like you know a little bit to see under the cover of what a butterfly really is yeah. and it seems like there are these these aliens inhabiting a a human and they drink um it almost looks like sugar water like S- a honey some kind type of nectar. Of, yeah. yeah yeah some some sort of nectar or something like that so anyway so there these creatures that are somehow considered bad by you know uh we're not sure how they're considered bad at the moment? We just but know they're they supposedly bad. What? Yeah, um,
0: yeah. It's like they probably are because they're they look like freaky yeah. little aliens. Yeah. But we also you just never know who to trust when you're watching yeah. anything yeah. with DC right now,
2: especially anything with Amanda Waller. Yeah. You know, like with right. her behind that, it's, it, it is a so anyway. So by the end of the third episode, um, they've knocked off most of the they've knocked off the senator's family. The uh, Senator is shot in the head and a one of these butterflies comes out of the the body making it seem like it's a some sort of like a parasite type mm-hmm. situation yeah. um and we have peacemaker uh bottle up bottle up this this uh this butterfly and the bodyguard for um the for the of oh, judo master Judo Master oh is has been captured
0: it was also awesome
2: yeah, yeah. He, he was really cool um and there were some definitely some interesting things that happened in that episode in the, and I feel like uh one of the big things that I want to throw out there is a possibility is I feel like we're gonna find out that the daughter was actually not a butterfly that's the, the, that's mm-hmm. my theory is um, and I shout it out to Justin and the Senator Yes, I feel like the Senator daughter, There's a possibility that she actually wasn't a butterfly, and that you know maybe she was a, just a regular human in some form or fashion. Mm. Um, so I, I, th- through a bunch of a couple of things that we we've seen and heard, um, like basically saying, "Oh, well, there's two kids. One of them looks like they're from." From them, the other one looks like she isn't. Yeah. Um, when they're, you know, drinking the nectar in the scene in the family, you can't really see the do- what the daughter is actually drinking. Um, and then I think actually the scene that we see with the uh, mm-hmm. security guard, um, you know, where he's like talking about his family and stuff like that, and then we find out that he's not a right a, a butterfly. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of alluding at the fact that the people around them may not be all butterflies. Yeah. So that's my little theory yeah. about. You know, to throw a little darker wrench into all this and throw some, yep. you know, darkness to it is that the daughter was just killed for nothing. And she is not a butterfly at mm-hmm. all. But and, <laughs> and that leads us into this fourth episode. Yeah,
1: another thing to mention, mm-hmm. uh, kind of following the, the story of, of the dad, um, he gets framed for a murder. Yes. That happens uh, fairly early on. We're just introduced to the, the butterflies. And, yes. And you know, one of the the ladies that uh, Peacemaker in, encounters. Let's yes. Let's just say Say that. Um, Well, the only one he's encountered that way. The only one he's encountered (laughs) um, in the show, at at least. Anyway, moving on. um, It becomes a butterfly or reveals as a butterfly and attacks him, and he ends up blowing her to pieces. Yes. (laughs) Like on screen, just It's like totally just gone, just person obliterated. Uh, So the team to cover up this whole mess and kind of keep Peacemaker – Obviously, out of prison yep. uh, again. Uh, they frame his dad. And now the dad's in prison because uh, they like swapped the fingerprints, and, yep. and it was his car, and uh, all these things lined up. So, what, so now we have uh, the dad is in prison, and um, one more thing I wanted to mention that last scene where they are killing off the family and Peacemaker's hesitancy it was just a really yep. interesting. Like we, you know, he had no problem killing men, women, or children. No, you know, peace at whatever cost. And yep. then <laughs> I loved Vigilante in that scene. He's just like, I'm going to just, you just yep. take out all this. <laughs> that's right. And that's just oh. another point
2: to like the feel. I feel like he's just, he's not really like there. It, like yeah. it, it doesn't. It's not real stakes. Yeah. He's just
1: like, I'm just playing this character. Yeah. that exactly. Like you said, yeah, yeah, playing
2: this like game almost. But yeah, so, so that pretty much gets us up to episode yeah. four. Yeah. Um, Like with all the important points that we, we, we need to get to. There's just a lot to talk about with, you know, the first three episodes. Yes. Um,
0: there, there is a lot to talk about. Um yeah so a, quite a lot happens in this episode um mm-hmm. what's what I what I think is hilarious is uh even Mern actually says I think he says every time I turn around one of you is effing something up <laughs> yeah <laughs> with like peacemaker's father mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so first they frame him and then yep. and then it the doubles down and he gets arrested right and then now that he's in prison um Leota, like convinces Vigilante she like does inception to like trick yep. him into like putting yeah. himself in jail to try to kill him? He yeah. needs to be taken out. Right? Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Which is an interesting, like little, like, you know, underhand, like a little sided t- way to show just like how much she actually fits into this world mm-hmm. skill wise. Sure. Right. And her yeah. abilities, like her abilities match up with this world, I feel like a lot. But her is once again, is there her a heart in her mind? Like, is she. Like, that kind of stuff is that there. And then, of course, that leads to, like, a hilarious scene of Vigilante, you know, just walking into the, <laughs> the like, past a bunch of prison guards that are just sitting there. Yeah. And he just starts slowly moving this, this trash can. can. <laughs> Nobody does anything. And they're just, like, looking at him, like, what are you what are you doing? And he just, like, he picks up, he chucks it at the window, and then he's, like, and they're, like, what are you doing? He's, like, and he just, you know, goes off, and he just, like, You know, he yells something at them, and then they're like, "Oh!" and then they're like, get down, and then he just gets down, and he just, like, lets the rest (laughs) of it. It's just, like, the weirdest scene ever. It's
0: really like in Grand Theft Auto, like, when you're playing GTA, it's like, you could be standing in front of a cop holding a bazooka, and nothing happens. Yeah. But until you... So you finally do something like you act. Yeah, you act, you punch right? Somebody, yeah. yeah, so you like punch someone or your car hits somebody. Yeah, and for vigilante, it's throwing this trash can into the window. Everyone's like, "Hey, yeah, get on yeah. the ground!" <laughs> yeah. Again, just just hilarious. Um, so yeah, so the the main highlights of this episode is Peacemaker realizing that <laughs> they framed his father. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. I think that's pretty much the the main part of this episode. I mean mm-hmm. there's some other things too like with yeah. Judo Master escaping. That was yeah. hilarious. Um but Peacemaker again, he's like like he loves his dad cuz it's his dad and he wants to like, you know, prove his, you know, make his dad proud. Right. Yeah. So he wants to make this right yeah. with his dad, but really I'm like watching I'm like w- don't let him go into that jail. Yeah. And I know that's yeah. why he sent like Mern sent Leota to try to convince him. To use one of those skills, yep. right? Um, well,
1: and they mentioned too that she's one of the only ones that he's began to build trust with. Yeah, for sure. You know, other than uh, Harcourt, which he wants to bang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's right. that what all he even yeah. mentions
0: that's not
2: trust. That's something else. Yeah, that's not trust. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, no, he wants to have sex with Harcourt. Exactly. He trusts you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, he goes. He goes to jail. Meets with his dad and tells him. The truth about everything. everything. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. yeah. And then his dad's like, oh, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to... He's like, I'm not a rat, but it's, you know, first chance I get. <laughs> I'm going to tell.
1: <laughs> and he's like, that's exactly that's, what that is. By definition,
2: says, that's what a rat he is. He says,
0: get the F out of here. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you just... Once again, you get to see, like, this, like... He has this pathological need to, you know, make his dad p- feel pride. You know, and it's just... It's just this... You can just tell that it's something that's just been, like... Beaten into him is mm-hmm. that his dad just like yeah. he, this need to and this want to have this father figure care about him like he like everything that he does he he does because his dad he feels like it will make his his dad feel pride towards him and he just hasn't been able to reach that and mm-hmm. it, it's it's really it's like it's sad yeah it's, it's sad. really yeah it yeah that's what I was gonna about to bring up is this, it's sad to see him do this and you're you're seeing him you know Hmm. in in these situations and you know all these situations where he's losing trust with these people who maybe some of these people maybe people he can trust maybe some of them he can't trust but you know it makes it really difficult for you know him to distinguish between who he can and cannot trust because of his Hmm. relationship with his father
1: I I have a theory Um, oh
0: great
2: and I hope that we're gonna we're gonna uh, spin
1: back to talk more about the opening credit uh, montage dance number um, okay. later. But in yeah, that we should we should in that uh, whole sequence um, there's a, a time where uh, Peacemaker pulls out his gun, he's dancing with it, and he points it at the camera and shoots. And the next person you see is his dad. So I'm wondering if that's gonna be something that he's presented with a conflict where he like he has to take out his dad. Cause he maybe his like while his dad's in prison he's like talking to his other uh, less than awesome people and his followers his followers yeah. and building up some sort of regime Church. yeah I, I, that's just kind of what I'm thinking is and I don't know if that's a, a like a teaser of that that like he makes a shot and then the next person we see is his dad yeah the yeah. actor that, who plays his dad in the openings yeah I mean I mean. I
2: think I do think it's an interesting idea in the sense of. Um, just in general, of him having to get over that issue with his father, whether yeah. that be a uh, hypothetical or a like a you know, you know a like a metaphor or whatever for what he needs to get over in that situation, yeah. um, it, whether it be actually him shooting his father or just him denouncing his father mm-hmm. in an entire sense, yeah. I, I could see that leading at either one of those. Um, wh- whether it's going to be an actual you know, him pulling his gun on his father or not, I don't know. Yeah. But I do think it, he's – by the end of this s- season, I feel like he has to, at the very least, come to the realization that he needs to completely be rid of his father at, the at, you know, just not interacting with him since. Yeah, something's got to happen. Yes. Something's, yeah. something's got to break there for yeah. sure. Um, okay, uh,
0: let's – is there any highlights of the episode? Because really, what I want to talk about is the ending. Mm, but yeah, is there any highlights of anything you guys want to talk about before we get into uh, the ending? Um, vigilante in the prison and antagonizing.
1: Oh, the, yes. that was great. The father so, and
0: so confidently sits yeah, down. down. He's like, "What's up, guys? Um, Let's talk about the co- main contributions of African Americans to you know American society. Culture. Yeah. Society. Yeah. Think of rock and roll music. <laughs> yeah, ZZ Top and all.
1: Just picking
2: on these redneck. Oh my yes. gosh!
0: It was again. Vigilante <laughs> oh, is a superstar yeah. man. Yeah, in my mind. Definitely in my yeah, mind. Yeah,
2: I mean he's great, but you also it's you know it's a little bit not thought about as much. But the intelligence of his father in that scene. To, uh, not, not know, he, he, to not and, get himself negatively involved in those situations. He even calls out, he's like, now it looks like they're the aggressors. Yeah, the cam- on the cameras. He, yeah. yeah. So, yep, so yep. like, his understanding of that environment and, you know, the, the moments that are happening here. So, I think that's actually a very, you know, important you know, view of, yeah. you know, seeing how his father interacts in those situations as well.
1: Can we talk about the, uh, the moments of therapeutic dancing? That peacemaker does in these episodes, like he just puts on a, a tune and just starts to starts yeah. to dance. Yeah, that, that's
0: right. He did it in the the chicks' apartment, the yep, butterfly's apartment, yep, right? And he did it in his trailer. Yeah, yep. So at least twice now, right?
1: Yeah, it's just a, such an interesting thing. I don't know why. Just seeing John Cena dancing around, kind of in this like uh, well uh, interpretive. Dance style thing yeah. it has been hilarious. When I mean, it's James to
0: Gunn, me. stuff like this doesn't happen. Yeah, if it's not James Gunn, right? Exactly. Right. I mean, yeah. this. If it's anyone else making
2: this, that's not going to be a part of it. No, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just those little things.
1: I've, I've it makes it special. Yeah, it, it really special. does. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's just you. It's these moments where, in in my mind, you're seeing the real peacemaker, like the the real person that is inside of him in this shell that he has created mm. and it, he's allowing himself to be to be himself you know in these moments in in his trailer like yeah. like I was saying like these moments where he's you know or even when he's lying in the ground on his trailer and stuff like that where he li- allows himself to just you know let go for a moment because um although although he you know says ridiculous things and does ridiculous things a lot of times through this show mm. I feel like he is he's Constantly putting on a show for most people, Um, and except for in these moments where he's where he's dancing, or if he's when he's in the trailer and he, you know, like even that moment where in an earlier episode where he just literally just starts crying, Mm. you know, in in his in in his trailer. Uh, So I think that's very interesting seeing how that's all being set up, and you know, just Mm. you really seeing that there is a person here that is underneath all this, you know, muscle. Yeah.
1: So say we did get some thoughts from from Justin. Yes, should we should we share? Shout
2: out uh, to our um,
0: our former uh, (laughs) co-host.
1: Yeah, he's gonna be out for some time, but we're glad he he sent us in his thoughts on Peacemaker as a whole. Uh, He said the show is absolutely hilarious. Can't get enough of the opening credits. That the whole dance. Montage sequence, it's incredible. Uh Vigilante inf- infiltrating the prison uh scene was funny talking about the favorite things that black people have done. Uh also the Batman villain talk with the neighbor was good. Of oh, course. Oh,
0: that was so yeah.
1: Funny. That was about him having and this he, whole catalog and he of he makes
0: a great point.
2: Like mm. yeah.
0: Peacemaker makes a wonderful point about like why he kills people.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It, uh, yeah, he really does. It's like you know the the idea of like a half measure. Like Batman is all these half measures. He's putting them in prison so they yeah. can break
1: out again, kill more He'll people, kill more people, uh, kill more How many people. people. Have died because yeah. of this, you know.
0: Yeah, he makes a good point. He's like, I just yeah.
1: end, there, end them so they can't uh, can't continue. That's right. Yeah. Uh, of course, I, I figured Justin would appreciate any references to other uh, DC properties. So mm. good, good for you there, uh, Justin. This and the the line where uh, your dad was probably pretending to be gay to get a, to get oh, away from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When
0: Peacemaker says that to Vigilante,
2: yeah, that's yes. that's one of the best oh. like lines in the in the in the episode where like they bring that and even bring it up later on. Yeah. you know, for for a moment, it, v- that was Vigilante really actually good. calls it back. Yeah. It's like, he's
1: probably pretending to be gay to be away from me. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he says interested to see where the storyline goes the butterflies are interesting which i agree i think it's becoming yes. this interesting dynamic um says but i'm really getting involved into the waller's daughter and her battle internally with being who her mom
2: wants her to be and who she actually is yes. uh, we were talking about earlier so um, yeah lots it, of good stuff yeah and like i said the extra layer of i don't think she 100 knows her who her mother is like sure. i think she has there's this no vision. way she does yeah. yeah
0: every time that they talk talk about amanda waller being a piece of you know, trash. She, she, you can just see the
2: uncomfortable, she's, she's like. She's confused. Yeah, yeah. she's she, she just, it, it's almost like, it, it really is almost like if you were in a room and someone started talking trash about somebody and you knew that person, but they didn't know that mm-hmm. you knew that person. You know, like, yeah. it, it's literally just that situation and just how mm-hmm. uncomfortable yeah. you would feel in that situation. So that that's very interesting Um, how that's set up. So I, I think that's going to be important. You know.
1: Does the rest of the team know that she's her daughter? Or nobody just knows. she's recommended no. her to nobody them. knows. No, they yeah. just
2: know that she's been recommended. I think to that's what's team. so okay. important. Yeah. I think that's, that's what why I thought, it's but. so you know, in- and yeah. you know, why it's so interesting, why it's so um uh that's why they're so candid around her is because mm. they that's how they literally feel about her and she hasn't seen all that stuff play out yet yeah, with her mother yet yeah. but
0: well, here's what's just interesting to me if if i'm in that environment and i'm Myrn an economist in Hardcourt and i've made all these comments about waller and she is there on waller's recommendation if i was the three of them i would first i would immediately be like well what do you think about waller mm. and nobody's done that yet yeah. they haven't asked her and <laughs> yeah. the, to me it's like i w- that conversation <laughs> should have already happened you know
1: yeah well you know i mean it could be that there's something else going on with Myrn. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
0: You know what? What? Uh, what? What?
2: Motivations are. All right,
0: yeah. let's talk about it at the end of the episode. Well,
2: we s- I mean, in the middle of the episode, we get the first hint when after, like, right before Leota shoots Judo Master. Judo Master makes a starts a comment. He states the butterflies aren't what you think they are, mm. and then he gets shot, which is an interesting <laughs> thing. Like, how much does Leo know about the butterflies in her own right? You know, was this was this a moment of did she really need to shoot him there, or does she know something about the butterflies and she needed to stop him from doing what he was doing?
1: I, I thought the same thing because we were about to get some crucial information yes, about much what, so. what these things are actually doing, where they you know, and and it seemed like. You know that was building up to the fact. You know she was not super comfortable with wielding a weapon or shooting yeah. someone,
2: but in that moment,
1: seemed like she knew this guy has to be stopped from saying yes. whatever he's about to be saying.
2: Yeah. So yeah, and then, and then of course the you know the big reveal. If you if you want to go with it, he rule um, with Myrn. Yeah, yes. let's do it. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. So
0: he he basically takes his little. Butterfly tongue out. <laughs> what and, a great way to reveal that too. Yeah, you know, I don't like
1: even, sits down and gets a little the little glass of nectar or whatever, and then just.
2: Which of course got me really thinking <laughs> about like the, some of the things that he has said, mm-hmm. uh, you know, earlier in the, um, earlier in the, um, you, you know, the show so far, you know, and we were getting this dynamic of you know with what judo master said, like is this. So, so, like, what are we looking at? Are these, you know, straightforward parasites? Are there sides in this? You know, is there some butterflies that are good and some butterflies that are bad? Because why would Myrn, who is a butterfly, want to kill other butterflies? That's what I can't figure out. You you know, Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's that whole dynamic. Um, it even like, I'm starting to think about like, okay, so when Myrn is with Economist and they're talking a little bit as they're setting up some stuff, I think it was Economist that he was talking about, he was talking about how he had never felt this or he never said this. Um, I feel like there might be more to that conversation hmm. than, than that. Maybe it was the fact of, you know, it wasn't until the Parasite, was inside of a human that he started having these, you know, emotions. Like maybe it's like you know this. Maybe it's not so much of a, you know, parasite situation. Maybe it's more symbiotic than we think it is. You know. So I mean, I think there's like the the like this Man, episode I can't like you opened guys have up this to this level, these levels. I'm I, yeah, mm. I'm
0: I'm really confused with what's going on with the plot. Like I don't yeah. really know anything. So.
1: Yeah, I I think um, it, with the butterflies, you know, I, one thing I'm curious is like, at what point did Myrn receive? Like, was he always been a butterfly, or is it yeah. has it happened at some point along the, the way of this particular mission? Um, has that because that that's in my mind, I'm thinking maybe he did not start out as one, but maybe along this route, there's going to be some infiltration from the the yeah. you know the. Alien I, entities are after. I, I, I mean, there
2: was that moment where, you know, when they set, after they set the bomb and everything, is, where he is kind of alone in the senator's mm-hmm. house. Right. So there is a possibility maybe there was another butterfly in there and then he got infected from there. And it maybe it's a more straightforward yeah. storyline than we think it is. But I mean, the idea of why is he trying, if, if he's been infect, infected this whole time, which is, I feel like, the more likely option. Why is he trying to kill other butterflies? Like so, it creates this idea of once again, you know, are there good and bad butterflies? Are there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is it? Is it? You know, a situation of, you know, um, is it just straight infiltration? And he's actually trying to bring it down from the inside. Maybe the reason why they chose Peacemaker is because he's literally a screw up. You know, Mm. maybe the reason they have this team that seems to continually screw up is because he is purposefully screwing up this mission because Ah, his mission is there to destroy his people, you Hmm. know. So there's so many potential options, I feel, um, of where they could go with this. Um, But I think think Judo Masters' line is very important to – I feel like there's going to be some side that we're going to see of the butterflies not being in we, we've evil. seen it, yeah it, at least not hundred percent evil. Like there's yeah. something here that's, you know, not quite on the level.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we still don't know if they like if they like infiltrate a human or if they just have always been there. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like we so maybe we'll get an episode in one of these episodes where they we see a butterfly. If it is like one of these things where it like crawls into a human's body, which yeah. Fr- yeah. freaks oh, me yeah. out. Just, Just think like about. in the ear yeah. and yeah. to the
2: brain. Yeah, you know? maybe, maybe it's something. This is maybe we'll see something with Mern. Like maybe we'll see a little bit of a yeah. flashback, and we'll actually see how mm. he ends up doing that. Um, you know, it could be that they are like you know yegering like a uh, husk. You know, you know maybe these people were dead. You know, and they, mm. you know, they took over their bodies, and it's not as. Evil as it seems, you know, in the sense of like they, these people were already dead and they're just, you know, hmm. piloting their bodies, you know. So, I mean, I mean, there's just, there's yeah. just a lot of possibilities about what these yeah. butterflies could actually be at this moment. And it is kind of mind boggling about like, you know, what they, what their mission could be, you know. Um, it, it's just, it's gonna be really interesting to see, you know, and I feel like, you know, the senator house scene is going to be there's going to be some moments where uh, like especially with them killing that random secret service agent and um you know I feel like they the way they played that was a that was a rough like split it was a split second scene but mm-hmm. it was rough like with the whole situation of Leota holding the gun, and then, you know, like, him starting to plead. Like, when he was pleading, that was, that yeah. was a rough, yeah. like, five yep. seconds with the secret service agent talking about, like, his family and stuff like and that. I
1: can see there being some more of that dynamic kind of yep. – it be becoming more uh, kind of at stake with when you start realizing maybe they'll start to learn. There's people even within the team and they'll grow in distrust of each other. Yeah. And so like, they're all trying to convince like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not a butterfly because you have blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Um, but that, cause mm. you don't, you don't know who they're like, what are nope. the signs other than if you see them.
0: Yeah. Except for
1: how about nectar. in
0: the, uh, in the van or whatever, when it showed in one of the earlier episodes, like suspected butterflies and it yeah. showed a map. And it's like all Everywhere. these things. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. they never referenced it again. Like they didn't show anybody like walking into there and seeing that. Mm-hmm. So I almost wonder if like if that's Mern and he saw it and now he's hiding it or something because they didn't show it at all.
2: I okay. mean, possible. The way I see that is that was a hundred percent for us. Yeah, it's audience they, benefit. They already know about this map. Is in my mind is the way they think it is. That's why they think this mission is so crucial. Is because yeah. they have this entire list and this catalog of all these suspected butterflies but i feel like that was a reveal specifically for us as the audience to to all of a sudden show us yeah. a little bit of the gravity of yeah. what is actually Let's going on get a grasp
1: of like the scope i
2: guess yes. of yeah. the infiltration
0: okay yeah. well <clears throat> got a lot got a lot going on boys got yeah. a lot going on i do think it was also interesting when they get vigilante out of prison and hardcore is the one to pick him up and you yeah. can see that vigilante's like feeling some regret and it the look on hardcore's face was different too it almost looked like she cared <laughs> hmm. like hmm. everything else in this series like it seems like she's been super emotionless yeah not showing yeah. any softness or weakness and it hmm. really it really looked like she was like feeling for him you know yeah. um so that was that was different too um and yeah i mean it's crazy
2: yeah butterflies Butterfly effect, man. I mean, I do think it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting to to see how it plays out. I just hope it's you know half as exciting as the theories that we've thrown out. You know, yeah, we'll yeah just to see how it goes. You know, because I, I just feel like there's like there's got to be they've already set up to where there's going to be multiple levels. to What this is, you know, um, it isn't just gonna be a straightforward. These are the enemy, take them out, be done. You know, yeah. types of type of situation.
0: Yeah, there's some there's some trickery going on. Yes, for sure. Okay, well, um anything else you want to talk about boys? Feel like we've we've kind of mm-hmm. talked about Peacemaker at length. Again, it's been an entertaining series, super funny, um, super raunchy. Super, super raunchy. Super um, raunchy. But yeah, so we're glad that you guys are joining us as we do these reviews. We will be back, of course, next week to review episode number five. So please come on back to the Royal Geek Podcast for that. Please share this with some of your friends. Justin, we still miss you. Hope you are enjoying. I, you know, he listens to every episode. so Of course. <clears throat> it's, good that, it's good that we can actually give him some, uh, something to listen to mm. as he's at home with child. Yeah, getting um, a new baby. That's right. So for my good friends Shimado and T-Sweat, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants.